Chopper suit convos. We back. Yeah, you know, I was talking high last week, and I still agree with the majority of what I said, but I got a couple retractions. I got to apologize to Alicia Keys because I forgot her husband makes threats like he'll shoot planes out of the sky. Mm. And his nickname is The Monster. So I got to leave them alone. I'm sorry, man. You're a Bronx. boss. BX, baby. Yeah, I need to watch out for that guy. I also have to apologize, I guess, to Drake and Beyonce because their fans really got pissed at me for saying they make factory music. Let me clarify. A lot of people make factory music. It's called, hey, this song is already done. It has a hook. All I got to do is add verses. Or, hey, like the Pharrell thing. Hey, I got a hook for you. And I made the beat. And this is going to be your bridge. And all you got to do is rap two verses. There's a lot of stuff like that. It's the music industry. No one does everything by themselves. So you can say anything's a factory that takes more than three people to make it. That's the majority of the industry. I wasn't trying to diss them. I'm just saying, hey, this is how people make songs. Future makes factory songs. Wait for You is easy. ATL Jacob gave him a beat with a temp sample, just rap, boy. And they got a Grammy. So, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not trying to diss people when I say that, hey, it's just the game. Michael Jackson made a lot of factory music. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the people that used to help him, right? Hey, it's a community effort. Not everybody's going to be Prince, D'Angelo, Stevie Wonder. Majority of people work with a lot of people to make music. That's the game. But uh, you got any retractions or you you stand on everything, right? You're a gangster. I am a gangster, but um, I have a clarification. All right. So I don't think that dunk contests and shoes and stuff like that have anything necessarily nah, go ahead. to do with to do with someone's greatness in a in a sport but i do like to add on to jordan's cultural impact alan iverson's cultural impact um jordan's full participation of nba events and game and side games as a part of his greatness only him though I'm not going to sit here and say Gerald Green, who had a dope dunk contest, that makes him better than uh, J.R. Smith. I'm not going to say nothing crazy like that. But I do think that the fact that Jordan um, helped build, like helped allow athletes to be as marketable as they are now, and built the whole brand, and the fact that he has the most popular sports shoes ever and it and the logo is one of his iconic dunks from the dunk contest. I just feel like that full participation um, applies to his greatness. Like we got to see, he did everything. Like he, he'll say like, yeah, I play, I hoop, I'm a score. I'm gonna get 10 scoring titles, but also I'll go in a contest with you and see who can do the best dunk. Like all that's a part of the sport to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like skateboard niggas, like they're all good at what they do, but they're going to compete and doing tricks and shit too. Like, that shows if you're really next level. Like I don't, I'm not just good at playing this game for 82 games and compiling stats. I'm I can also do better tricks in this sport than you. Like so, that's how I look at it. So, don't fall for the trap head. world. Don't fall for the trap world. He's a brand sexual using anti tactics <laughs> to try to make MJ sound whack. That he has to use dunk contests to to talk about real basketball. Don't fall for the trap. 
I'm not a Bron sexual. MJ's the guys, greatest. You guys already know this guy's a silly goose. M- MJ's the, the, and the greatest. Man. He didn't know what was going on. He said he Will was going to pass Will Chamberlain's record. <laughs> don't listen to him. He don't know what's going hey, on. Hey, Will man. Chamberlain had the record before Kareem and then Carl's yeah. second. I know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, a long time ago. He wasn't. Hey, man, I got the wrong Laker. Wrong, I got the long, the wrong Laker. <laughs> Yeah, the, the wrong old I man. I knew it was Kareem's record. Yeah, it's all right. I know I they weren't in dunk contests. Maker, you could, yeah, you could get confused. They weren't in dunk contests. All right, that's what's. I up. wish D Wade would have been in the dunk contest though. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk See, about another brother that has some regrets in his life, and he's trying to work through it. Your brother, your big homie, NBA young boy, did an interview with Billboard. Shout out to Megan Garvey for the interview. It was very good. I read it and I watched the clip. A lot of his fans were scared because they said this isn't the young boy we grew to know and love. (laughs) They didn't like how shy and shook he sounded. He really did sound like a scary little kid. He was talking, I'm really scared of people and I really hurt people. Yeah, so... Shout out to his financial advisor. That's like also a surrogate mother. She was mm-hmm. painting his nails, you know, helping him look like a like a rock star. Uh, shout out to his wife. That helps and brings him peace. The homie's, what, 23 with 10 kids. He's been through a lot. Seems like his grandma's the only one that ever showed him genuine love. Um. He does have some good homies about around him. Shout out Fee. Wayne used to shout him out. He helped Wayne start Young Money. Mm-hmm. Then he helped used to manage Kevin Gates. Now he manages wow. Young Boy. Uh, oh. So he has those people around. It seems like he's trying to change his life around. He even hangs out with the Mormon homies. He said he might get baptized, but he's waiting till he gets house arrest. And it does yeah, help. I, that sucks, kind of, but whatever. At least hey, man, let him do his thing. Hey, but man, I know on, the Mormons man. are happy. This is like when the Nation of Islam got Muhammad Ali. They're excited. We're going to get man, a popular Mormons, nation. though. <laughs> hey, like, Mormons, come on. Bro. He got to get out of Utah immediately. I almost feel like that was yeah. a plan. Like, we're going to put him in Utah, make him become a Mormon. Hey, he likes Utah. But... He said he visited Utah as a kid, a part of some outreach program, and he always liked it, and he said... Hey, I would like to live there one day. It's no gangsters over there. You can relax. You don't have to worry about. It's a beautiful state. Yeah, it's like it's like Dion said when he got to Colorado. I ain't got to worry about crime no more. So that's what he is too. It's like I'm in Utah. I don't got to worry about crime. I can just relax and live a peaceful life. I mean, you see how beautiful it looked when he was. They were playing in the snow and shit. That shit looked amazing. Yeah, it's cool, but you know, I'm an African, so I don't really care about snow like that, even though I was born and raised in America, and you know, I've been used to snow, but I don't give a damn about snow. I'm too old for that shit. It's just the mountains and stuff. It just it looks like untouched. Like yeah. it looks natural. Like, like they have yeah. clean water there. I used to live in the mountains in Ellensburg, and I don't give a damn about that. Take me to the mountains of Obama. I'd rather have that warm weather. What about Kilimanjaro? Nah, I'm cool. But yeah, the interview was interesting. Some people have theories that, hey, this is what his lawyers are making him maneuver like because they're shook about that second federal guns case. He beat the first one and he's going to have to work very hard to win the second one. And they think this is a part of the tactics. But how did you feel about 
his interview and where he is in his life right now? I think for the fans, it does suck for them. They're probably not going to get the same music. It's part of growth, though. So as a human, I appreciate it. I think it's dope to see. I think it could help lead um, a new change in, like, the young rap culture of, like, violence and shit like that. Like, it'll be dope if him and Young Dirk could possibly somehow maybe, like, just make amends to where they don't, not, like, be friends or nothing like that. But I just think it's it's a it's great to see somebody who rapped about the stuff he rapped about to have a change in life and it just shows you like how real life is compared to like art and um what you think of somebody's persona is like at the end of the day like nobody is really that like cutthroat for real like you like it was dope to see a human side of him or like or like with this jay prince stuff that's going on like a lot of people are losing respect for him. A lot of people who probably had a lot of respect for him probably are losing respect for him. And you see, like, oh, he's not really what I thought he was. Or, like, you know, he's saying all these names in this million dollars worth of game interview. Like, that's kind of like snitching. I thought he was a gangster. You know what I'm saying? So you see people's human sides, whether if it's good or bad. But I think for NBA Youngboy's case, it was good to see that he actually – has a conscious and he thinks like, wow, my music, people probably hurt people to my music. And you know what I mean? It's just, it was just interesting to see. Like I've never really seen a, a real gangster rapper talk like that. And he's yes. young. Dude. Usually they do it when they're older, like big U age and shit, like old retired gangbangers be doing that after they spent time in prison and shit. So, well, Hey, you already know he's 23 and he's a jail don. He's been in jail and not a, most of his life ever since he was a juvie in the group home. So yeah, it's a part of his history. I mean, he first blew up when he was like 16 with 38 baby. So yeah, it kind of does make sense. <laughs> you fighting for your freedom again. So yeah, you are going to think about all the things that you've been through and all the negative music maybe you've put out because the courts are using it against you. You think you don't think the lawyers are looking at his lyrics and talking about, yeah, look at what he talks about, Your Honor. That's why he does have to try to switch it up and say, hey, stop the violence and do things with Fredo Bang or who, who was it him or who was it? Fredo Bang. Oh, yeah. Doing stuff. Uh, good G stuff. G-Money's homie. G-Money's Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's trying to do positive things. And I'm sure, yeah, when you fight for your freedom, it's like T.I., Look how good T.I. was behaving to try to minimize his jail sentence. That brother became Clifford. He got his reality show. He was doing even, uh, remember the other reality show he had where he was like trying to help people change their lives for good. He was doing whatever he could to minimize his sentence. So I think young boy's going through the same thing. But like you said, he's younger going through it. But that's because he's been thugging since he was younger. So I think that and, this is a good change for him. But like you said, the fans won't like it because the music most likely won't be as enjoyable to them. Like, I guess I see why he does want to copy Yeet and Playboy Cardi. He don't want to do murder rap anymore. So, yeah, he wants to have fun, but maybe his fans won't like it. But, hey, at least you already signed your con contract with Motown. <laughs> get paid, young man. And and you see so many people get it wrong, like in in take a long time to learn like gucci changed for the better but he was already in his 30s when he did it so 
It's just commendable. But I'm I'm thankful that Gucci waited until his 30s. He had a Hall of Fame rap career before he geeked up and changed his life for the better. Thank you, Gucci. Yeah, he's lucky because everybody doesn't get lucky like that. People usually crash out, die, or end up with a long prison sentence. So it's like commendable that he got it together at a younger age. And even if he does, um, his fault like his fans leave, he's still gonna have enough fans to where he can make a living, and he's gonna be able to enjoy his uh money and probably and, I, and he seems like he's smart too like so he's probably going to figure out more and more ways to make money and, and so i just think he realizes all of those things and it's just a good example well that's the thing up. he's got to get off house arrest to maximize it because i don't to my knowledge i don't know if, if he does well with selling merch and i know he doesn't really do shows so if you want to be that act that hey, I don't get mainstream radio play. I don't really do interviews. Now he's trying to be more public and doing things. But yeah, like I said, I think that's because, yeah, he is trying to change his persona. And hey, this case is hurting him because that's why he's on house arrest. He's still fighting this joint. So federal gun cases are not easy. He beat the first one. He's got one more to beat. So I wish him luck. We'll see what happens. But he also made it seem like the reason why he puts out so much music is because it's a spur of the moment thing. And he kind of feels he made it sound like in the interview that it's like a curse <laughs> that he puts out so much music and he wish he didn't work that hard and that fast because there's a lot of people that say, Hey, young boy, you could have more success in your career, more hits. If you let your label work these records, but you put out so much material that you're not going to have the smash hits that like other artists do because you don't let your songs grow organically or even grow after pressing a button. What do you think about that? Is How do you feel about him limiting his success by flooding the industry? I don't think it has, it does have a little bit to do with that, but I just think it's the type of music you make and the quality. I think if you got it, you got it. Like Lil Wayne put out so much music and it kind of didn't matter. Like it, it if he would have stretched it out, it wouldn't have necessarily made But it his... didn't matter because they were all mixtape songs and him basically rapping on other people's beats. That's why. But even his but... features were big time. Exactly. Too. And those features were smash hits. That's my point. Like the <laughs> those so songs. So I just don't were... think Young Boy is that uh, kind of artist to begin with. He never they, really Yeah, he's not that he's not that uh talented at making well-versed music for a big audience. Well-versed music for like a like that you can like party and like dance to. Yeah, and like not, you can not gonna provide and make it rain yeah, hook. Yeah, exactly. He's not gonna make music that people around the world want to jam to only section certain sections and corners, right? Because of his sound. And it's yeah, I almost thought you were about to say only Section Eight people. That's what I almost thought you were. About well, to say you that. know, that's the that's the joke. I, I didn't think about that, but that is the joke of NBA young boy fans on social media that people act like they're mentally challenged and geeked. So that's the stereotype <laughs> that his fans aren't the brightest. Yeah, but yeah, so I just think he just maybe I guess you know him go, trying to do the Cardi and Yee thing could help him if he's that talented, but. I don't I don't think that if he holds on to it, it's gonna help because his type of 
sound is, has never been like like he doesn't have any girl songs like Wayne and T Pain has have can't believe it like that's like a ladies like Thursday night thirsty Thursday at the bar kind of song like he don't have those kind of songs like you know what I'm saying like Wayne has Wayne has a breakup song even though that's, Drake wrote it that's what but, I'm you know, saying he has yeah. that's what I was saying NBA young boy he does have girl songs they just not girl songs that are gonna go national I've heard him have little uh girl songs and talk about stuff but it's not gonna be a smash so that that's the difference like he like even someone like uh what's his name uh I'm trying to think what's a new artist that made a popular girl song well he's more of a singer young blue like your mind like mm-hmm. Drake will Drake was like yeah boy I'm gonna get on that that you got a hot sample and you you sing your ass off I'm gonna be your friend for this song like he doesn't have that so it's just Moneybag Yo has a few of them but they're not yeah. that big. like that's why people were so surprised when he rapped on the Tyler the Creator song what's your name because it's a girl song and he's being cool and having fun but it's mm-hmm. because of the type of the beat because you said he always raps like that but it's because of the type of production he chose or Tyler you know asked him to rap on so that's it hey maybe he has to switch it up and get more people to like him work with Tyler the Creator more get those I like when West Coast uh people tap into the Southern artists they get they usually get the they get good stuff out of them yeah, so you notice you didn't draft him and I didn't draft the NBA young boy. How come? I can see the because he's so I mean the numbers I don't want to just win just by YouTube numbers. Like I want like cultural impact people on my label. Yeah, I didn't I didn't draft him because I see the fall off. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's I what I was really gonna say. I yeah, it's over. It yeah, yeah, my man, my man is having fun dressing like dead presidents every day, painting yeah, his nails. Cool. Let him live his life, bro. Stop the violence. I like you, NBA young boy. I hope you have a long and successful life with your family. And hey, if you can continue your dominance in music, that would be great too. Speaking of draft, Future said he's in album mode. That that got me excited. So yeah, and I listened to the Ice Spice joint again, and a lot of people on Twitter are making fun of it. And yeah, because they know. don't, because they don't like uh, you. You already know Americans don't like UK music, especially like that garage type pop joint. So they don't like that. And because I've seen people say like it's Sonic Adventure music or like Nintendo sixty four music. And then, like, even Anthony, I played it. Shout out, Anthony. I played it for him. He was getting sick by Ice Spice's verse, too. He said Ice Spice is the female 21. Like, he does not like 21 Savage's flow and style. And Ice Spice Mm -hmm. is giving him those type of vibes. Like, yep, I'm just coming through with the same deadpan style and flow. I don't like it. Yeah, he he doesn't like it. So, yeah, I can see why a lot of people wouldn't like that song. And speaking of draft, um... Whatchamacallit, the weekend, his album uh did his streamed more numbers than the Grammys viewers. He's on my label. Um that what what does that mean? That uh, every I mean, album, it, every big album streams more than a TV show in What did Bad Bunny win at the Grammys? I don't know, best best Latino album or something. Well, he's on my um label as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah. Jay Z had a nice little cameo eating and trying to get uh 
Beyonce to get a shot of Duce. That he's on my label too. And Glorilla got to meet Beyonce and she's on my yeah. label. So we celebrate all our wins around here. And Tim's got a Grammy and Future. Yeah. They're both yeah, on my man. label. Yeah, man. So a lot Shout of my label, we're we're the Grammy family over here. Yeah, salute. You get no points for what they did in 2022. <laughs> this is 2023 action, but you not you do get you can get points for Jay-Z performing at the Grammys. And you can get points for a Glorilla getting 10 seconds to do fuck nigga free at the Grammys for sure. That mm. that deserves props. Tem said that she'll be dropping eventually. So you gonna see something with that. I'm excited because you know my my draft pick Rihanna about to perform at the Grammys. Sorry, the Super Bowl next week. That's gonna be fun. But yeah, I think uh out. Yeah, future album mode. We'll see whenever that drops. I saw a clip of Metro Boomin on DJ Drama's satellite radio show, and DJ Drama asked him, are there any collabs we can expect? And then he said, um, DJ Drama was like, oh, yeah, you and 21, but that goes without saying and then Metro said, me and Future have been talking. But yeah, he made it seem like, yeah, I ain't going to do no, I'm not doing no album with Future. <laughs> mm. yeah, he said, he said, the one that I'm really going, that's really going to take me to another level and surprise y'all, y'all going to see. And it's definitely dropping this year. So whoever that is, it might be the weekend. So, hey, maybe we'll both feed off that <laughs> if it's the weekend and Metro collab album, because, you know, they work together. So I could see that happening. But future, hey, good luck. I see he started the rollout because he, you know, whenever he rolls out an album, he's old school. He'll have a couple tweets trying to talk about how, hey, I've been humble and people don't like it when you're humble and whoop-de-whoop. So, hey, we'll see what happens. But uh, let's talk about some anniversaries real quick. Um, First off, rest in peace and happy heavenly birthday to Jay Dilla. J.D., February 7th is his birthday. It's also the day he put out his last album, Donuts. Um, the album is the greatest instrumental hip-hop project ever by far. It's 31 tracks to represent the 31 years he lived at that point because he died three days after his 32nd birthday. The album is 31 tracks. If you look at the track list, there's a lot of messages to his loved ones and maybe even to himself about what he's going through in life. Like the first track is called Outro. So, and then there's songs called like Don't Cry and Working On It, uh, Lightworks. Like, hey, this album is phenomenal. A lot of rappers have chosen to rap on these beats throughout the years. Dilla was amazing, man. He was arguably the best producer in the world at the time when he passed away. Even though he didn't have the mainstream success, the people he influenced and inspired, even all genres of music. There's jazz people that were inspired by him, uh, rock bands. Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson were inspired by his production. He helped catapult the neo-soul sound with Erica Badu, The Roots, Common produced for Tribe Called Quest, The Far Side, De La Soul, was a dope solo artist himself, too. Work with Slum Village. Hey, man, he's all-time great. So rest in peace, Jay Dilla. I'm definitely bumping donuts this week. 
you have any memories or thoughts about Jay Dilla? I know that's not really your bag, but uh, you have any thoughts about Jay Dilla? Um, I think he was. I don't have too many thoughts, but um, I just think about like Slum Village and um, like didn't he produce um, I'm probably wrong, but did he produce um, Love of My Life for Erica Badu? No. Oh, what did he? Didn't he produce for her before? Yes, he produced. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Okay, yeah. I mean, I just think of some of those type of uh beats that he did, and that's like an amazing beat to me. And um, I think he was a. I think he he did the light for common, you know that song. Yeah, the light. That's that's what I was thinking of. But um, I feel like he was very musical. Like his uh, beats were like outside of like rap. I you can almost argue like what how people feel about like DJ Quick. I don't know if like Jay Dilla played any instruments, but I feel like how people feel about DJ Quick, how he was a very musical producer. That's kind of like how I feel about Jay Dilla. Questlove called Jay Dilla the greatest drummer in the world. So yeah, he was yeah he was he was very good at drumming, and yeah he helped influence how Questlove changed how he was drumming and different things. So yeah, he influenced a lot of people. He's one of the ones. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Uh, there's rumors that Boldy James has an album with Jay Dilla production. I'm looking forward to that. There was also rumors that Logic had an album on Jay Dilla beats. Delete mm. that. Yes. Um, and then there's rumors that Juicy J might be making a type of album where he raps on Jay Dilla Mad Lib type beats. Yeah. And mm. Logic is the executive producer. I don't like it. Who's that making Juicy, these rumors up? Uh, you know, the game, but I don't like it that Logic and Juicy J are friends. Why? Juicy J's friends with everybody. Because Juicy J's about to rap on Jay Dilla beats. I don't He's do like that. a Southern Snoop. He's like a Southern Snoop. He likes everybody. Everybody likes him. Yeah, I don't like you know it. What I'm saying? He's a very jolly guy. Yeah. So I, I had to get away from all that uh, devil stuff. I don't, well, I don't like it. Don't hang around Logic. Hang around better people. I'm pretty sure Logic is a cool guy. Yeah. Anyways. I respect Logic. I, res I remember when he was like a... Uh, there's a... Um, there was a a bar like a club in DC called Bohemian Caverns, like I think like <laughs> that Louis, is where they would play his music. I think uh Louis Armstrong. Like, a lot of people, it's like historic. Like a lot of people have performed there, and Bohemian I remember Bohemian Caverns. It was just a dope spot. Like now nah, it's dope. Like I, on like where the stage is at. Like the, the whole thing looks like a cave. Like the whole inside is like a cave, and um, it's actually where um. One of my favorite bars, the Harlot, is at now. I love the Harlot. It's like a dope spot to take a girl. It's like their their um like their interior decor is like just fly and dope. They got shrimp and grits and lamb chops and like they always have like a dope DJ there. Like go to the Harlot. It's off U Street. But um yeah, like he used to be like in there doing like open mics and shit. Like I remember Logic as like an open mic local rapper. So I kind of respect his rise honestly, even though I don't listen to any of his music. Yeah, even though I like that. his song Keanu Reeves, though, but I don't really listen to his music. Yeah, never heard it, never will. Let's talk about <laughs> your your former favorite rapper that you gave up on, like you like to do. Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, the twentieth anniversary of <laughs> Get Rich or Die, trying. It's gonna be Diamond soon. One of the biggest albums ever. You could argue the most successful 
debut rap album ever just based on the sales the amount of hit songs how influential it is they made an album about or a movie about it he got video games out of it he got uh undershirts sneakers came one of the biggest brands in the world vitamin water what do you think about that album do you still think that it's overrated Ah, I never thought it was overrated. It's just old to me. Oh, like, no, no, don't lie. I never thought it was overrated. I just don't really. You said like, the I massacre like, is better. I like listening to the mask. The song. Well, the, the massacre has a lot of disgusting songs on it. That's the sucky part about it. There's like a good chunk in the middle where it's just like you got to skip like three songs to get to the next good one. Um, Gurich and is obviously better, but um, I just like. I'm I'm supposed to die tonight in my hood and shit like that. More I love um um ski mask. Well, I just like the production. I like Jay Z uh Fifty Cent on the Jay Z sample type songs. He does really dope on those kind of songs. While wow. Get Richard I Trying, it's a lot of like West Coast Dr. Dre beats. Get Richard I Trying is always gonna be a classic, and I you know what I'm saying I loved that album when it came out. But right now I don't really listen to it that much. Baltimore Love Song's a dope song. Riding music is my shit. Like I like those. I like that smooth soul sample 50 Cent more than the Dr. Dre 50 Cent. I feel like he's better on the other stuff. But those joints didn't yeah. give him the hits like like in the club, like many men who Nas passed on the many men beat they said and they said D12 passed on in the club and some of those beats belong to uh, Rakim's debut album. So it was like Whatever other people didn't want, 50 took it and made a smash out of it. So you got to respect his songwriting acumen, his ability to be diverse in his style with his melodies, and even getting on those type of beats. So yeah, that album is definitely a masterpiece. In the club, if you know me, that's my anthem. When you see me, you play in the club. Oh, we getting it in. Uh, 21 questions. Shout out Megan Good. <laughs> Like like my style, like my style. Poor little rich, don't push me. Um, I don't really like those songs. I don't really care for "Gotta Make It to Heaven." I love Wankster. Oh, you don't want to go to heaven? Oh. I just don't really like the song. Um, mm. "Lights on the Line" don't count because that's old stuff. "You're Not Like Me" don't count because that's old. Um, I'm not listening to Twenty One Questions ever. I'm not listening to PIMP ever. I, I like Twenty One Questions and shout out Nate Dog. That's one of his best hooks. That's why I bumped it. Back down, that's cool. I might actually work out to that um coming up soon. I don't listen to blood. So basically, what up gangsters dope. Um, I'm not really listening to patiently waiting. That's too too much of an Eminem beat, but it's it's a dope song. But you love Eminem and that's peak Eminem. Um, I really don't like many men like that. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, um, you don't like it because it's too big. Everyone loves it. They even have Asian dads singing many men on camera because it's that is that commercial? Um, in the club is a jam. That shit's dope. High all the time cranks. I can't lie. Like, <laughs> Even though I, he doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, that song cranks. That song cranks. Heat's uh, I used to love Heat as a younger person. Um, I don't I really like that cartoon that beat. Um, no, is he? Is I he? Can't... No, no, it's my bad. That's Bloodhound, the one with Young Buck. Yeah, I'm not. Listening. Yeah, I'm not your... listening to that. Well, actually, hold on. Which one? What's the one where he I'm said? I'm a rider. Oh, yeah. 
What's the one where he says, I let my watch talk for me, my whip talk for me? I know you like my style. Oh, that's what that one is? Yeah. Wow, what up, homie? Yeah. Oh, I like my talk. Yeah, that joint's hard. <laughs> oh, never mind. That joint is hard. That joint is hard. Um, <laughs> If I can't, it's hard. That shit's hard. That's like a dope yeah, yeah. beat. Yeah. I love that. You can I, tell that, that's like a that. beat. Yeah, you could tell that's a big game would have wanted badly. Hell yeah. Don't push <laughs> me. I don't really care about that song. I do like that song. I, I like Lloyd Banks' verse on that. That's not, that's, yeah, that is peak Eminem beat, but I, hey, he does his thing on it. But to me, like I was saying, I would rather listen to In My Hood more than like all those songs. I love In My Hood. Start out In My Hood, Jada, uh, not Jada Kiss, Styles P. He had a freestyle on In My Hood that was. Hard. I love I'm supposed to die tonight. That's my shit. Like I like the coldness of the beat. Um, get in my car is a fly song. Ski mask way is my shit. Baltimore love song is dope. Rider music is so player. I like that West Coast fifty. Um, <laughs> man, that's high then, tech, man. He's from Ohio, man. Then this is when it gets disgusting. Disco Inferno, just a little bit. Guns come out. I don't really like guns coming. Nah, out. I like guns come out. It's hilarious. The guns come out. I don't like my toy soldier. <laughs> You don't like 50 Cent's military songs, huh? Not really. Position of Power is my shit. I love that song. And then um, <laughs> Build You Up, God Gave Me Style, So Amazing, Trash. That just ruined the album. And then I Don't God Need gave, God Gave Me Style is good, but I see why you wouldn't like it. Build me, build You Up isn't bad either. Shout out, James. Yeah, it's really Fox not. Out. It's really not. But yeah, the Olivia Summer, Winter, Spring, and Fall. Yeah, I never even heard that song. Yeah, I Don't Need Them is my shit. I Don't Need Them yeah. is like grimy queens um d-block sounding type shit. shout out the buck wild on the beat shout out digging in the crates yeah he made that beat that joint's hard dun, dun. like that's like reminds me of like alchemist stuff that's what this the songs that i like on this reminds me of that like kind of lane and i think 50 cent just kills that kind of shit it reminds me of like power the dollar type shit yeah and it does piss me off that peak 50 cent didn't work with alchemist more because he signed mob deep and you know though that's their boy. Alchemist was Eminem's DJ at the time. He should have definitely had Alchemist beats, but hey, it's all right. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, shout out Get Richard Dot trying 20 years. I wish Jose could have been on the pod because you know hey, that's his boy. I wanted to hear a thought the thoughts from a 50 fan, but he's traveling right now doing his thing. I will say though, I haven't seen an album. Like get Richard I trying since get Richard I trying nothing no rap album has shut shit down like that. What about since... Carter Three? Nah, it was big, but it wasn't get Richard I trying. Yeah, it wasn't get Richard I trying because it was five years later and heavily in the bootlegging era, so that's why it didn't sell as much. But Carter Three was everywhere. I remember that album. I remember to me Carter Two was big. I remember Carter Three. Well, that's because you're a funny guy, but. Carter Two, dog. Carter Two was everywhere when that came out. You couldn't go nowhere in life without hearing that shit. Hey, yeah, but it was, it was different. Yeah, but Fire it was Man different. Yeah, but it was different. Carter Two came out in December, switched around. It was a new year, pretty quick. Carter Three came out in the middle of the summer and lasted the rest of the year. It was the highest selling album in America, not just for rap. It was the number one album in America when that dropped. That's peak Wayne popularity. That's why 
he had big songs like uh lollipop get money mrs officer like yeah that's the smash album that's why katie kirk wanted to talk to him like that's the album that was everywhere i i even remember shout out andrew butler the former quarterback at our high school um your former teammate his big mm -hmm. brother remember used to be like a substitute teacher we, mm -hmm. I used to have a science teacher that she was having health issues at the time and he filled in for, and I was, I was moving ugly in class, not trying to do homework thugging. So I, I had to, I had to do some corruption. I gave him an advanced copy hmm. of Carter three and he flew me in on some grades. I can talk about it because it's over 10 years since I've been out of high school, but yeah, man, Carter three, shout out to that, man. You got me some good grades. And I didn't know that Butler's brother was that cool. Yeah, I mean, you see how Andrew Butler is. Imagine what his big brother's like. Yeah, but he used to, um, they were very, like, uh, Christian, and he used to um, argue over for Peyton Manning over Tom Brady because Tom Brady had illegitimate kids. Obviously, oh, nah, he was that's joking. No, nah, that's he real. Was joking, but I respect like, that. Somebody brought up said, no, but what about da-da-da? He said, he has illegitimate kids and, like, kept walking off. Nah, that's real life. Shout out to Tom Brady. He's finally kicking it with his illegitimate son and uh yes, the baby mama. He was he took a picture with him the other day. <laughs> Dang. Is he trying to piss Giselle off? It's not gonna work. No, nah, I don't think he's trying to piss Giselle off. I think maybe he realized, hey, I should hang out with my oldest child. <laughs> that nigga looked just like me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so salute to that. All right. Next week, I want to do a special episode. I don't know how long it'll take, but I want it to dominate the whole episode because we're going to make Jamal make his top 50 rappers list of all time right in front of us. And we're going to use. Yes, we are. You're going to do it. You're going to nah, do that's it. That's too hard to do. Now nah, you're going to do it. You're going to start it's it gonna off. going to be my favorite. It's going to be my favorite. No, nah, no. Nah, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to read you Billboard slash Vibe because, you know, Billboard said, hey, we're too white. We need to get something uh more melanated to validate this hip-hop rappers list. And then they got Vibe magazine, the R&B magazine. <laughs> it said, help us make hip-hop. I'm going to read you their list from 50 to 1. All I want to know is I'll read you the name of the artist, their placement. I'll ask you if you believe this artist is a top 50 rapper. If you say yes, I'll write it down. If you say no, I will not. At the end of the list, we'll see how many people you have. And then that will be the starting basis of your greatest rappers of all time list. We're not going to rank it all. I just want to see out of the 50 that Billboard slash Vibe picked. How many are you keeping? We don't have to rank it yet. Just that'll be the starting point of you making your list. There you go. All right, that sounds that, sounds doable. That list is very interesting because at first we were gonna have it as a topic this week, but I was like, and let's wait a week because at the time they didn't release the top 10. But now the top 10 is out. And of course, I'll just say who number one is because. You guys already know number one is the Jigga Man, Jay Z. Jamal, you believe Jay Z is the greatest rapper ever, right? Uh, break down your thoughts. Why? Um, longevity, relevance, 
Um, he, even though he didn't start it, just like how Michael Jackson didn't create the moonwalk or the robot, um, Jay-Z made um, rapping without writing popular. Not that I think that's better. I think he did people. create it. I think he did create it because he inspired Biggie to do it. Right. Uh, I, okay. never, I never heard a rapper do it before. Biggie saw him do it and say, hey, hey, what's that? What are you doing, boy? That's right. why Met. That's why Method Man got mad and said, "Hey, I saw Biggie write his verse. Damn it, he wasn't doing yeah, that alien okay, stuff." So, guess- so yeah, he wasn't doing that. Biggie wasn't doing the writing the head stuff until he kicked it with Jay Z, and they did Brooklyn's Finest. Then, when Biggie started working on Life After Death, that's when he stopped writing rhymes, and that's when you can hear he got so much better. But yeah, you're right. Writing in your head isn't for yeah, everybody. So- it's only for the aliens, but everyone does it. Yeah. Now. So- so stuff like that, and also um his um how he was able to take his rap career and be- become what he is now a great businessman. Um, he has the best, like one of the best top five entertainers ever as his wife. I know that's like my dunk contest and shoe argument, but hey, man, yeah, saying- auntie, auntie categories, and he's a billionaire, right? Don't forget that. Yeah, but he did it off of rap. So yeah, like I just think yeah, he's he's has the greatest um resume from rap to me. I judge rappers. And he started and, so- and he started um oh, independent. Oh. He has a beat what? that most people say he won. Like all well, of that's because they're his groupies and they don't matter. He engaged in warfare. That's a you know, that's a criteria for me. Yeah, that's he, one of your categories. I know. He engaged in uh uh lyrical warfare, so he he did he did it all. So yeah, I think he's the greatest. Even though he, he's not necessarily my favorite, but he's the, he's the best. He's the greatest, not the best skill wise, but he's the greatest. I judge rappers more so based on their peak. So I understand Jay Z's longevity and impact. He is like LeBron in that way. That well, not nah, Drake is LeBron because they're. Drake has been number one or among number one, number two longer than Jay-Z or any rapper ever has. But mm-hmm. uh, Jay-Z at his peak is number three. I know he does have a longer career. And hey, it is true. Biggie and Tupac benefit from dying young. When you die young, we never get to see you fall off. We never get to see you be funny. I never heard Jay-Z. I mean, I never. sorry, I never heard Tupac or Biggie talk about wearing suits and being uncles and saying 40s, the new 30 and being funny like that. I never heard them start an album doing <laughs> <laughs> like I used Jay Z is hilarious. Like there's so much stuff to laugh at him. Like even how you mentioned how he wanted to take a shot of Duce with Beyonce. People were like, uh, this one shorty had a viral tweet that said, I wish Beyonce married Will Smith. Because at least he'll defend her honor. All all Jay-Z wants to do is smile and bring Deuce everywhere he goes. <laughs> I respect that more than what Will Smith did. Hey, man, I guess. Hey, it's all relative. Some people feel like, Jay-Z, you're supposed to be an older man. Why are you letting your baby boo always come to these award shows and lose to overrated white people? Why don't you defend her honor? instead of playing these industry games but they basically stopped coming they basically stopped coming and and almost made themselves win by saying if we come we better win trick but they just kept winning but they just kept winning the stuff they always won they just give them the negro league categories 
she never hey, won man. album of the year. That's why they be mad. She hey, doesn't man. win the big awards. There's no to me. There's no merits in defending some woman's honor who's having entanglements with young niggas. And <laughs> hey, all this other crazy. Yeah, shit, we're not so. talking. We're not talking about. Yeah, we're not talking about. I'm talking about Beyonce. That's why they said they wish Will Smith was with Beyonce. That if he if he had a woman like that. He He's not going to say, hey, run up on the stage, give my wife a fucking award. That would look stupid. I mean, Kanye, Kanye, did. Kanye did. Kanye did. Yeah, look at where he was he's Well, yeah, you know, he's CTE records, so. Yeah, man, you got to move smooth. You can't be out but, here uh, out, crashing out. But, yeah, I don't think Jay-Z at his peak is better than 1997 Big Year 90, 1996 Tupac. So that's why he's number three to me. Yeah, but, I mean, I know you're a peak guy, but. Yeah, Jay Z, he he surpassed them by outliving them. Yeah, that's you can why say crashing that. Out, that's why I crash. That's why I'm taking it easy and not crashing out and thinking about tomorrow always wins. You can be great, but if you're dead, what does that even mean? Yeah, that that's my point. You can say that, but I don't think Jay Z. Yeah, he had a long career, but that's my point. I don't care about longevity. Jay Z was not better at his peak, no matter how long he rapped. That rap. That verse he did on God did, yeah, it's nice for a 50-plus-year-old to rap for four minutes, but he's not better than 1997, big year, 1996 Tupac. His peak, you can say, is 2001, The Blueprint. That Jay-Z is not better than those two. Hey, that's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, oh, I could argue it. I like Tupac more, but I could argue it because Jay-Z, his um, subject matter is more well-rounded than Tupac's. Eh, I don't know. If I look at All Eyes on Me and the Don Caluminati, I get more, I get more well versed content than what like I get than what path. I get from Jay Z on Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt. You get more Warpath like heart soldier music from Tupac mainly. Like eh, battle, that's maybe what you got from him, battle soldier music and shit like that mainly from Tupac, like having heart and like being willing to like stand up for like die for stuff you stand on and stuff like that and like having like heart and shit like that's what i get more from tupac's music revolutionary like music but jay-z's is more like it fits in like more everyday life stuff to me yeah more hustler stuff making money mm -hmm. you know doing your thing you Being sometimes wise. yeah cutting off people <laughs> you know stuff like that yeah, so that is that's cute. Shout out to Jay Z. I know a lot of people feel that he's number one, and I know a lot of people feel that LeBron's number one because he's played for a long time too. So go ahead and break down at a great level. Think. Yeah, well, yeah, at a very, very good level. Great, great level. You said nobody. We've never seen a thirty-eight-year-old do what he's done ever. Yeah, we haven't. You say he's that's still in the peak now. Yeah, a peak for an old nigga, just like just like you can say Jay Z's at his peak for an old nigga rapping. Like no, you said why isn't he in his prime now? He's averaging thirty at thirty eight. No one's ever done that. Yeah, so that is that's old nigga prime. Just like I said, Jay Z can say I'm an old nigga prime because no one at my age rapped is good. But I don't care about that. You said I care prime more about is the peak. This is the greatest yeah. I've ever seen at thirty eight. That's why. I love yeah, Ron. it is. He's the greatest. He was in nah, the he's not twenty the greatest. years. You said nope. he, he said that's why he could say he's the great. He said he was in, in yeah exactly in twenty years, and you said Michael Jordan quit twice, yep, and he did. And, and LeBron could say he never gave up, and yeah. LeBron's still married. Yep, he can still say all that, and he's still not better than Michael. But I was just saying, yeah, those are the things him and his people like you can use as evidence to say he's the greatest. I think MJ's the greatest. 
No, you don't. Go ahead, yeah, bro. I hey. just tricked you into saying LeBron was the greatest. Nah, I was just saying last episode because this is what I like to do. I like to play Angel's Advocate. I don't say devil because I don't fuck with Lucifer. But I say I play Angel's Advocate because ring culture, y'all already know. Hey, that's coming soon. Ring <laughs> culture, we, it's Osei is the only LeBron fan, then we all laugh at him. So I don't want to do that here too because I know you're, <laughs> you're a LeBron fan. Yeah, I don't. I know you're a LeBron fan too. That's why I'm like, hey man, just come out. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to lie. I am a Jordan out. fan though. I think Jordan's team scoring titles is is better than. Whoa! Look how you're glitching. Defensive player of the year. Not because I want to make sure I get my shit right. And defensive player of the year is great, greater than like, well, I, I don't know. Scoring 20, averaging 27 over 20 years and going to 10 finals over 20 years is pretty amazing too. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. They us. both have great. They both have great accolades. And being fourth in assists, number one in scoring is kind of crazy. Yep, I played 20 years and I still didn't accomplish what a nigga did in 13. That's how I look at it. That's what the same thing. Jay Z, I can rap for 30 years and I'm still trying to chase Biggie. That's all what all these niggas are still doing. I don't I've think he's trying to chase Biggie. You know, I think he is better than Biggie, honestly. Yeah, I know. A lot of people do. Shout I think out Clark Big, Kent. He's the best rapper, rapping-wise. Like, he can just rap on anything. He's like a rap machine. Like, he is, like, rap, and he can do that better than anyone else. But I think I, I like Jay-Z's raps more than Biggie's. Yeah, that's what Clark Kent said. That's the Clark Kent theory. He taught a lot of people like you that theory. But that's What did the he thing. say? I didn't even hear it. I the even same thing. It. He said the same thing you just said. But that's, yeah, the Clark Kent's been saying that for over a decade. That's the point. You've been hip to Clark Kent so long, you didn't know he probably taught you that. You didn't teach me that. That's just what, that's my own personal <laughs> Hey, man. That's what I just saying. enjoy Jay-Z's music more than Biggie's. That's the Clark Kent method, yeah. He says I just like Jay-Z. Fly, Jay-Z's a flyer shit. I just like flyer he shit. Says Jay-Z, he says Jay-Z's the greatest MC and Biggie's the greatest rapper because of what you said. So a lot of people feel that way, but yeah, Jay-Z ain't touching 97, Biggie. Yeah, Biggie, he's he's a he's dope. He's top three, to, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I just think Jay-Z, like like on Brooklyn's uh finest, Jay-Z won that song to me. Yeah, I got Biggie. Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle, fuck a tussle. Like his mm. shit's like more simple. Yeah, because he's more simplistic. He's like, a fat uh, man. Is a J- fat man. Is like, Jay-Z be just talking on the joint and be saying crazy shit. Like, he's more fly with the shit to me than Biggie. Like, Jay-Z's more slick with his style. Yeah, he's older. You know, he's from a different generation. I do think that three years age difference does give you more wisdom. Jay-Z's older than Biggie. So I think he was wiser, sharper smarter more business orientated than biggie was so that would that would translate in the music also how smooth and slick jay-z was as you like, know iceberg slim all that i packed the mac millie squeezed off on him left the paramedics breathing soft on him what's your name and then biggie comes in who shot you like mob ties like sinatra peruvians try to do me do in, me in. Like, i ain't paid them yet Woo. It's cool, like you know what I mean. Like his flow was just yeah. That's the OG. Choppier. That's that's the OG ran off on the plug twice. <laughs> it's just a little more choppier, but like Biggie, I mean Jay Z is just like his shit's just like it's like silk. And compared. who made the beat? Your uncle Clark Kent. Yes, yeah, the, the man that brought them together. My best Shout story. Out. But yeah, delicious, Biggie. delicious. Fuck yeah. three wishes. Like mm-hmm. all right, yeah. All right.
No more Mr. Nice Guy twisting shit. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? But he's yeah, Biggie, is, Biggie is so good. He made the greatest rappers list twice with himself and Little Kim. <laughs> That's impact. Yeah, that is. If impact. you if you look at Biggie and you look at hey, I wrote two classic albums for myself. I wrote a classic album for Lil Kim, and I wrote a class. I gave two classic singles to my little homies, Junior Mafia, for Get Money and uh, what's uh tonight with Aaliyah. Like, hey, that's why for me, like, if you look at what Biggie did in five years, not even five, from basically from '94 to '97, a lot of rappers are trying to replicate that the same formula. Hey, first I put on a hot album, then I make a hot album with my friends. Then I might put on a shorty. Then I come out and make a hot album again. He gave the formula. Even Jay-Z mastered the formula of, hey, I've got the best R&B girl who made the song Dreams of Fucking an R&B Bitch. And, you know, he had Faith Evans. Like, hey, that's what I'm saying. Jay-Z took the Biggie formula to another level. And that's what's cool. They were friends. They inspired each other. You could tell. So if people say Jay-Z is the greatest because they like his rhyme style more and his longevity, I don't got a problem with that. But like I said, peak, I'm still taking 97 Biggie, 96 Tupac over 2001 Jay-Z. I'm a Nas fan, so I would take 94, 96 Nas also. But I already know if you're just talking about mainstream success, having songs that play all over, having the lyrical ability, then yeah, I think that's the three, Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z. Because mm-hmm. Nas, as nice as he was on Illmatic Greatest Rap Album Ever, as cool as the success was on It Was Written, that's a classic also. It just didn't hit the same heights as Blueprint, All Eyes on Me, uh, Life After Death. So that's why. And I still think Tupac, even though I like him more than those three, I still think Jay-Z and Biggie are better than Tupac at all the three. Mm, I don't know, man. All like eyes, on, all eyes on me. I a I know I'm a Biggie fan, so for uh, what Life After This is the best double album ever in rap. But All Eyes on Me ain't that far back, and Tupac did have the double album first. I'm just saying, like, as far as like, like he has um, I get around. He got California Love. Um, I love Toss It Up, but Toss It Up don't really be playing like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you in right the right circles, that shit gonna jam somewhere. But like toss it up ain't no hypnotize. You know what I'm saying? It's not like ain't no nigga. Like, you know what I mean? It's not that. Like, how many of I I like do for love. Once again, you gotta be in the right circles for like Tupac shit to like really That's not. a I'm talking about California love, that type of stuff. Like California love also, by the way, guys, that's a factory song. That's Simple. a Dr. Dre beat, Roger Troutman already on it. It wasn't even for Tupac. Suge Knight just took it and said, hey, rap on it, boy. And California <laughs> Knows How to Party, City of Compton, all that's already in a, a song. Yeah, it's already in a sample, but he, but Dr. Dre got Roger Troutman to redo it. That's yeah, why you know they got him in the video and all that. I'm just saying, just to prove your, go more into your point about Dre recycling, like that whole California. And who connected them? It. And who connected them? Answer it. Who connected who? Roger Troutman and, and Dre. Answer now. I don't know. George Clinton? Mm-hmm. Warren G? No. DJ Quick. Oh. 
DJ Quick and Roger Troutman. Oh, yeah. Well, how come DJ Quick didn't do nothing like that then? I mean, Roger Troutman taught him how to use the talk box. That's how he got good at it. (laughs) Did he do anything? Did he do anything great with it? Yeah, he did do some smooth stuff, but no smash singles. Yeah, no no smash singles. (laughs) Underground. Anyways, LeBron's number one on the list. Um, He's either one or two greatest. I think he. Shout out to Elder on Players' Choice, one of the best sports programs in the world. As you guys know out there, I don't really fool with mainstream media. Players' Choice is the type of stuff I fool with. And there's a guy called Elder. He has LeBron number nine on his list all time. Shout out to you, sir. That guy's sick. The guy LeBron lived up to all of the hype, surpassed all the hype, played 20 years, like was great for 20 years. He changed the game of taking his career into his own hands. Like he won rings, he battled the, some of the greatest teams. He's his wife is all, fine as hell. He, he's the best all around player. He's like a big man. No, he's like, no, he's not. Who's the best all around? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He has defense over him, but he don't <laughs> got passing and scoring. Yes, he does have scoring. Not passing. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing LeBron, the only things LeBron has over Michael Jordan is passing, rebounding, driving to the basket. And he has more longevity. He's not a better shooter. He's not a better scorer. He's not a better defender. He's not, uh, he doesn't have the skill, the skills, the technique that Michael Jordan does. Even though Mike, uh, LeBron is a freak athlete, Michael Jordan's an even sicker athlete. It's just a lot. That's why... Bob Knight said Michael Jordan was the greatest player ever before he played in the NBA because he was already the freakiest athlete and the most technical nigga ever. He's perfect almost. That's the thing. That's why, like, the only flaw in Michael Jordan's game is that he wasn't a good three-point shooter. And that he didn't play against some of the greatest teams ever. He did play against some of the greatest teams ever. And he was losing to them because they were the greatest teams ever. Like the Celtics, the Pistons. He was losing the dynasties, and then he beat the greatest dynasty of the 80s in the 90s for his first title against Magic. And if you look at that 91 finals, he guards Magic and is averaging a triple-double. That's the difference between him. Like, And even people don't talk about this. Michael Jordan's one of the most efficient ball handlers ever. Like, He was really good at everything. If you're really talking about all-around basketball, that's the difference between People that only look at all-around basketball as offense. Oh, he gets more points and he has more assists. He must be better all-around and more rebounds than nine. It's everything. Who's the better on-ball defender? Who's the better weak side defender? Who's the better ball handler? Who's better in clutch situations? Who's more reliable at the free throw line? If you put all of that, everything that basketball is, Michael Jordan's the best all-around basketball player. Who you want to trust at the free throw line with the game on the line? Not no LeBron. You're going to have Michael Jordan there. That's a part of yeah, basketball, should... free throws. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think LeBron's the greatest all-around player to me. I know. You have to because he has – because he played I think a long Jordan time. Is the, but I think Jordan is the best, though, still, period. But LeBron got the most points, and a few days before that, Beyonce got the most Grammys in history. Shout out to Queen B. She's an amazing artist that I got to see her whole entire mainstream career. The first time I saw Beyonce was um um the Beyond, uh, the joint feature in uh 
Well, Bills, Bills, uh, Bills, and like the joint featuring Bow Wow. Um, ladies of your man at home. So it was just dope to see like what she became because I remember when she first be- went solo, like people were like doubting her. Like everything wasn't given to Beyonce. She really earned this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? She dealt with a lot of hate in the beginning. And yeah, like people didn't see, people didn't see this coming. Like they, how people was like, be all like queen, she the queen. And everybody be like all, all on her shit nowadays. That was not like that in the beginning. People used to hate on Beyonce and like have a lot of doubt towards her. So shout out Beyonce. She really did her thing. And to me, she's the second greatest entertainer of all time behind Michael Jackson. I put her on the same tier as Michael Jackson, kind of. For entertaining, what about the quality of the albums? I I ain't listened to her albums in full, but I love, um, I like her first album a lot. Like the joint, um, uh, the one she remixed the Bootsie Collins song, um, Rather Be With You, that's my shit. And I love me, myself, and I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she has good albums, honestly. She ain't got, like, no bad albums and, like, no thriller albums, probably, but she don't got whack albums to me. Just because they're not, like, bad and uh, thriller don't mean they're bad. And she puts out a lot of albums while doing it. Like, does Rihanna necessarily have better albums? She drops, like, every five years. You know what I'm saying? How many so, albums does Beyonce have in her catalog? And I'm sure there are people out there that believe Anti is better than every Beyonce album. I would say Anti is more enjoyable to listen to than any Beyonce album, but that's just me. And I haven't listened to every Beyonce album. I've only listened to her self-titled Beyonce. That dropped the day before I graduated from college. Great times. I heard Lemonade and I heard Renaissance. And I heard her Lion King album. Um, that's she when has seven, she has seven of, albums. Okay, and Rihanna also has seven, right? Because they've been teasing R eight. So yeah, they, they got the same discography, and one person's been in the game longer. So that is interesting. Uh, Rihanna has eight studio albums, so it's their ninth album. So dang, Rihanna got more albums than Beyonce. Yeah, work. Hey, shout out to that. That's cool. But yeah, shout out to Beyonce. I know that was your favorite artist for a while too. You used to have a thing called. The Beyonce flow, where if you like the rap song, you would try to move with it melodically like Beyonce. And yeah, it is true. It's okay, bro. That was <laughs> it's hard. okay. Yeah, this is when Jamal is a progressive brother. He was a guy that would bump Beyonce and Nicki Minaj low. He respected women artistry. Like he was ahead of the curve. Like people like hey, me, man. I grew up like saying, hey, man, we don't really bump shorties like that. We We gangsters. But hey, you I gotta respect give that it because they make Aaliyah they make good she, they make good music too. Women are dope artists too, so yeah, yeah. it's dope. You got to credit Aaliyah for that because she's the one like the first like woman artist that I actually loved as a kid and stuff. So I still listen to Aaliyah now. I love Aaliyah so much. Word, that's what's up. So were you sad when Beyonce lost Album of the Year again to a white person? Nah, I didn't watch nothing about the Grammys. I knew that was going to happen regardless. Grammys don't mean shit to me, but I'm happy that Beyonce has the most. Why did you bring up the fact in one of our group chats that uh, Snoop Dogg is sad he doesn't have any if you don't care about the Grammys? No, I just thought it was interesting to see Snoop say that. Like, you can tell he's thinking like, damn, I ain't even got one of them. Do you, you think he's like, damn, I'm one of the biggest corporate niggas ever. I sold everything. I hang out 
with all the whites and I still can't get a Grammy. You think that hurt his feelings? You think? Yeah. And I, and I think his future, his feature game wasn't up to par. Cause hey, he man. didn't one for a feature. Yeah. Like he's, future, he's a typical, he's a prototypical Grammy for a future, but he's also, the, he's also the prototypical gangster rapper though. So that's why his features never really did it. He always had all, most of his features are gangster features, except for the Katy Perry joint. But that's the thing though. Snoop, Tell the truth, man. Tell the truth about Snoop. I will, maybe we'll say it next week. Snoop is one of my favorite rappers ever, but that nigga don't really be saying nothing. Man. Yeah, he don't. He just be saying his name. <laughs> says his name. He'll say his name like five times on the song. Dude. I'm the S and he's the he's like a, a '80s Slick Rick rapper. And no, this is such a Slick Rick because Slick Rick. Yeah, Slick things. Rick, and he got a lifetime achievement award from the Grammys. A hey, shout out to that. That's what they'll probably get. Slick Snoop. Rick is probably better than Snoop kind of low key. Eh, Slick Rick has Very one weirdly. album. Yeah, he does. He because he's the greatest storyteller you can argue ever in rap. So yeah, lyrically he does have more uh, depth than Snoop. That's a that's a fact. So, yeah, I wouldn't deny that. I just think Slick Rick, that brother gets to live a lot off one album, man. I tell you what, but that's it. <laughs> that brother, hey, man, that brother has one masterpiece and then went to jail and was never the same. But, hey, hey, sorry. I think we love him so much because he was the first, like, rapper that we found out was a gangster but didn't sell that imagery. And he's just fly, like he's like the yeah, he's one of the coolest predecessor people to like ever. the ghost Ghostface Killers, like people. Yeah, like that is yeah, that yeah, Ghostface, and he is the predecessor to even like Pharrell. Like you hear it on the intro to uh, in my mind, the Gangsta Grills mixtape that Pharrell says his life changed when he saw the Slick Rick Hey Young World video, and when he saw how fresh Slick Rick was, you can go back and look at old photo shoots of Slick Rick, and he's fresh in like a Prada suit. Like, like he a was in chains on. Yeah, he was too. He is the like the freshest brother, man. He the reason why the intro of Jay Z's album, uh, the blueprint is called the Rulers Back, is because Slick Rick on the intro of the Greater Re Adventure, Slick Rick, the song is called the Rulers Back. Like he's a lot of niggas' uh, favorite rapper, favorite rapper and swag lord. So yeah, Snoop, you you already know Snoop loves Slick Rick. He he covered yeah. he covered Lottie Dottie on Doggy Style, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Shout out Slick Rick the Ruler, the greatest UK rapper of all time. Not twenty one Savage like Drake tried to lie to us and say. Who would be number two? Uh, MF Doom. Number three, because uh, MF Doom reps New York like a motherfucker. Yeah, but he's a UK boy. You know he you know like that. He ended his life living in the UK. That's where he's yeah, from. Yeah, I think he was born there too, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. He does rep New York hard. But yeah, he's a UK nigga. Um, uh, who else? Number three. Somebody with I'll... an accent. Somebody with an act with the accent. Who's the second? Twenty one Savage. I said with the accent. Twenty one Savage. He has an accent. He has Caribbean. an accent. He's Caribbean. He's not from UK. He's from Atlanta. Everybody from the UK are is from the Caribbean. But he's from too. Atlanta. Or he's Africa. From Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. MF Doom is. From, it grew up in New York. So did Slick Rick. Yeah, yes, how do you think Slick Rick started rapping? He was in New York. <laughs> 21 is not on the list, man. After MF Doom, who who's the um, next best? Hey, man. 21, can you do something for me? After 21. Uh, Who else they got? Maybe Skepta? 
Hmm. Dizzy Rascal Skepta. Yeah, I don't know about Dizzy Rascal. That guy. Gigs, maybe. Okay. Anyways, speaking of uh, Slick Rick uh, being a real gangster, but not rapping about it. Oh um, yeah, nice, nice, yeah, nice outro. I hope you better, you better. This is the last topic. You better be right. Yeah, I know we all over the place, but I guess some people are getting upset with Job Morant for yeah, being good suburban, for being a suburban kid and acting gangster. Yeah, um, they said his homies are pulling out red dots on the Pacers. Did you see that picture of him mm-hmm. in the backyard with his family? Oh yeah, I've seen that picture for years. I know because <laughs> you know I'm a I'm a John Morant boy. I'm one of the guys. That used to be watching him at Murray State alone when they used to have the games. So yeah, I know about John Morant. I know his dad. He used to play his dad played high school basketball with Ray Allen. Because you know Ray Allen's from South Carolina. Like, yeah, I know about his family. His little sister's balling right now doing her thing. But yeah, John Morant, they said the grass wasn't suburban grass, though. Do you agree? <laughs> I mean that's just black grass. You know, black people sometimes don't um be taking care of the grass and shit. That's what yeah. that's one thing I'm gonna try to do when um you know what I'm saying when I have a when you nice, become a homeowner. When I have a yeah, when I when I become a homeowner and have a nice big yard, I want some nice green grass. None of that Bermuda bullshit either. Word, I Wait till that. I get on my grass shit. I'm a really I'm gonna really be like hobby on the fitness and learning about nutrition and shit. I'm gonna learn about that grass too. <laughs> That's what's up. I'll probably have some haters too that might want to do some business on my lawn, but I ain't tripping off that. Yeah, we got some horses for you, but uh, do you think John Moran is a studio gangster? I'm sure you saw the TikTok of people using the eight mile joint. Hey, Clarence, you come from a good household with two good parents and all that stuff. Do you think that John Moran is a studio Um, gangster and he needs to boss his life up and get it together before he plays himself like Miles Bridges? Nah, cause he's not trying to rap. He doesn't really fight, like like the the Morris twins are studio gangsters. Nah, they're not studio gangsters. Like, they beat up niggas in real life too. <laughs> they walk down I, on. I, hate, I don't like they've, them. They've walked down on niggas in Philly and beat niggas up. But one, this was justified to me based on the story I heard. Their mom was dating a shady guy that treated her bad. I think he might have hit her, so they had to defend their mother's honor. I do respect that. Yeah, me too. But I don't like them niggas. They get on my fucking nerves. Like, I wish one of them niggas would hit me in the head with a ball and then get in my fucking face. And they're like, yeah, right. I would have got ejected. <laughs> did, Jokic delete, did Jokic delete one of them? Hell yeah. I was, I mean, I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? Is he back yet? Yeah, he's low. He's low. Yeah, I was so happy. Like, nigga, who the fuck do you think you are then? And then to turn around, nigga, like, are you kidding me? Like, nigga, I will do you dirty, boy. Like, this is war at this point. Like, don't ever play me and then turn around and think I'm going to wait till we get the fair one off, nigga. I'm going to do you dirty. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I was happy that Jokic put that uh, Eastern European ass whooping on him. But um, to me, they're studio gangsters, though. So. Like, John Moran ain't doing all that shit. So, yeah, he's influenced by rap and says free Young Thug too much and shit like that. And he says they listen to NBA Youngboy every day, and NBA Youngboy has changed his life. They don't, he doesn't condone the nonsense they listen to from him anymore. I mean, that's fine, but, you know, he's in Memphis. He can't help it. That's what, and that's a theory that we're going to bring up. Maybe I want to hear Jason Whitlock because he says that Memphis, the Grizzlies embracing the personality of the city of Memphis is very bad because Memphis (laughs) is hell. Yeah, Memphis is one of the hells in America. Yeah, you know it. 
Well, it's definitely. I never seen so many bandos in my life than when I was in Memphis. Yeah, but it, it has stuff that cities like Baltimore and D.C. It doesn't have stuff like cities in Baltimore and D.C. have. Like D.C. would be a hell too, but it has the government. Baltimore. Yeah, D.C. D.C. used to be a hell. You know that. Then gentrification. And <laughs> they changed the name to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore is a hell too, but that harbor. Yeah, it nice. is. The, it is a hell. The, the but Maryland's naval presence. Um, <laughs> hey man, them boys in Annapolis ain't worried. But the whole state, though, like it's it's close to D.C., it's close to Philly, it's close to New York. You can't really hell out too much, you know. what I'm saying, at least in my opinion. Yes, you can. You seen the wire? Yeah, but <laughs> but Memphis is still to me a little bit more. It's it's worth like that Mississippi River and that Mississippi Delta shit. It's another level of poor. How um, far is Memphis from Atlanta? Do you know off the top? I'm one. Wow. I was wondering. At least six I was hours. wondering. Oh, okay. I was wondering if if it's similar Nashville, to like us to New York. Nah, because Nashville is like three, three and a half, three hours. Like we can get there in three hours from Nashville to Atlanta, and Nashville from Memphis is about hour and a half, two hours. So it's about like five, six hours from Atlanta. True. All right. So you're not worried about John Morant? You don't think? Your home area is a bad influence on him. So, hey, we'll see how this plays out. I think he's just young and rap influence. He's not like AI, like smoking weed and shit and like. Well, he could be. He could smoke weed because they don't drug test for it. And AI, to our knowledge, never failed no weed test. So, I mean, but we know he was chief. And And AI is not um, and he's not um, like rapping about shooting people and stuff either. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. John Morant, he'll hang out in the studio with rappers. Like he was hanging out with rappers in the studio like last year, looking gassed out. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't rap. He's cool. He's a dancer. He's not getting texts like Rasheed Wallace. Well, that's because refs back then were more haters. But yeah, the I don't see texts like bro. The two thousands was different. It's that was peak gangsterdom. That's why they said they need a dress code. These niggas was too wild. I need to teach you niggas how to dress. Jay-Z and he's help. not and he's not doing Miles Bridges stuff and or yeah, yeah. Um, Deshaun Stevenson stuff. Well, yeah, he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not gang banging on the set and he's not rapping and he doesn't. Or doing John Wall stuff. Violent. Yeah, he's he's not. Well, that goes into a like what you said. DC is nice. I don't know about uh, Memphis's club life, but it ain't known around the country like DC club life, right? Hell no. And um, <laughs> yeah, John Wall probably would have been acting up in Memphis. Yeah, what do you mean? Probably Crazy J would have been back banging. But John Wall's too much of a player. That's why like DC he was perfect because he can ball out in Rose Bar and do like that kind of stuff. Yeah, be a big timer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Memphis they don't really have that because it's so racist still. Like blacks got their corners, but DC like blacks we get to have nice stuff here. Yeah, we have nice corners, nicer corners. <laughs> Way nicer corners, brunch on Sundays and stuff. Yeah. But all right, man, next week we're going to go through the Billboard vibe list. We're going to figure out more things that we can get Jamal to break down about, you know, the game of life. Give us some jewels on the way out. People seem to like your your information, the positivity you give out after spewing negativity for an hour. Hey, man, you know, you got to have a life is about balance. You know what I mean? You see the yin and yang symbol. You got the black on one side, got the white on one side, but the black has a little bit of the white. The white has a little bit of the black balance, just like a battery negative symbol. You know what I'm saying? You're dealing with negativity. You got to react with positivity. 
to create power like a battery. But I will say, all um, right, I will say, man, drink some uh kombucha tea, man. Uh, get those good probiotics in your stomach. Get the healthy bacteria so it can eat away those parasites. A lot of times when people have like food cravings or sweet cravings, like myself, I love candy and shit. It's not really you that wants it. It's that parasite in your body that's controlling. Candy ain't niggas, see? That's how you stay sweet on the honeys. It's that parasite in your body controlling you like parasites do and telling you, hey, nigga, feed me some fucking sugar. So eat some yogurt, take some probiotic pills. I'm about to actually get some probiotic pills. Um, the best probiotic is uh, lactobacillus gasseri. Um, Some probiotics can actually make you like like increase your waist size some will actually make your waist size get smaller but all right get some probiotics in your stomach so that you can won't be bloated and it'll help you digest food because a lot of people are walking around full of shit yeah all right thank you literally yes thank you dr sebi we'll see you guys next week stay blessed chop a soup convos we out keep your clothes baggy